Hi guys, it's Katie Garrett, your functional medicine nutritionist, and I'm joined by my husband, Philip. Hello again. And today we're going to be talking about the root causes behind why your thyroid could be not functioning optimally or could actually be hypothyroid. So this is part two in our thyroid series. Uh, the first one that we talked about was um, kind of how do you determine, how do you know if if your thyroid is something that you want to get looked at, and then the logistics of how you get that looked at. We talked about um, running the labs, what to look for, and kind of what the optimal ranges are for these certain different types of things that are in the body. So how do we actually um, know what could be causing our thyroid to not function well? There's a number of different reasons why we would show up as hypothyroid or get the symptoms of hypothyroidism. And one of the big ones is stress. So you guys have probably noticed before in the past that if you have a big exam coming up or a licensing test or you've got, you're caring for a loved one, um, you're working extra hours, um, you're caring for um, a child, that you might notice, okay, my I'm seeming to gain weight and I'm getting more constipated and I have dry skin. You kind of get these symptoms of hypothyroidism and that's because stress can cause your thyroid to not function well. Um, so when we go through those periods, we get a lot of those symptoms of not feeling well because our thyroid is starting to slow down, which is good. I mean, that's a protective mechanism of the body to say, hey, if we're not sure we're going to be in a very fruitful environment, then we maybe want to save some calories here and so that we can survive longer. Um, so being in control of your stress and kind of um, having good tools to be able to deal with it is really important to keeping your thyroid op optimally functioning. And then the second one is your diet. So there's a number of different ways that your diet can influence your thyroid. Um, one of them is nutrient deficiencies. So if you're like low in selenium, um, you're not going to be able to convert, and, and zinc as well, convert your storage T4 to the active T3 thyroid hormone. Um, if you're low in selenium, you could also increase your risk of having an autoimmune attack on your thyroid that could cause you to be hypothyroid. Um, and if you have um, anemia, then that can kind of complicate thyroid because they look the same. Hypothyroid symptoms and anemia symptoms can look similar. So a doctor could just see the anemia and only treat that and never even look at your thyroid. So that can kind of make hypothyroidism a little bit more hidden. Um, and then from diet, if you're calorie restricting, again, you're sending a signal to the body saying, hey, we're not getting enough food. So in order to survive, we need to slow things down. And none of us like a slow metabolism. So we have to get rid of that whole way of viewing food as the enemy and trying to see how much we can minimize our interaction with it and change to food is nourishing us to make sure that we eat enough so that our thyroid can work like it's supposed to. I see this all the time in the clinic when um, uh, people go on diets and they're eating like 500,000 calories less than they need to. Like they're eating like 1,200 calories a day um, and their thyroid can go down like 30%. And it could mm. actually happen within like a week of starting a really restrictive diet. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Um, the, the third way that our diet can influence our thyroid is through food sensitivities. So for eating foods that our body is sensitive to, um, it can ramp up an immune system attack on the thyroid. 
Um, or it can cause your, your immune system to attack your thyroid because it looks like that food. Um, so eating foods that we're sensitive to are definitely a huge issue. Um, but that kind of is mostly in cases of autoimmunity. So I'm going to get to that as our last cause. Diets are really big. I mean, like, first of all, it feels like you're drinking with a fire hose here <laughs> because there's just so much that, I mean, the, the thyroid really controls I mean, so much mm -hmm. and so many things interact with it. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, you make one tiny little change and all of a sudden, like, you know, you know, your fingernail falls off. It's <laughs> like, you know, well, I ate a banana, my fingernail falls. I mean, like, is it, is it really like, does it, can it really have that big of an effect? I mean, like. The thyroid? Yeah. Like on how your body works? Yeah. I mean, or just like, can diet really affect your thyroid that much? Mm. I guess is what I'm trying to say yeah i mean if you ever like have a day or two where you just don't eat as much do you ever notice that like you get really cold at work yeah but i always assumed that that was because my metabolism you know or something right I mean, exactly yeah. it's because your metabolism slowed down and what controls your metabolism it's your thyroid your brain <laughs> so your brain is controlling your metabolism via your thyroid oh interesting <laughs> um so yeah within one day you know massive amounts of stress or you know taking in only 500 calories or stuff like that can change how your thyroid is working. That's interesting. Huh. So sometimes that can be negative too, because if you're, you know, just on the day that you go have your blood draws, like a really bad day for you, then that's going to make your thyroid look different than it normally mm, would. Interesting. Not to mention you have to fast before doing that. Yeah. So you don't want to be drawing it, you know, at like 1 PM or something like that. And you've been fasting and now your thyroid's going to look really low. Mm. <laughs> um, oh, and on that note, biotin. If you supplement with biotin, a lot of women do that for hair and nails. It will um, distort the thyroid function on the lab test. So you, if you take biotin, don't take it for three days before you get your blood draw. Um, but you don't have to worry if it's like in a small multivitamin. And then um, another thing that can change your thyroid function is taking birth control. So all you men, listen up. No, <laughs> so taking birth control will actually bind up all of your hormones. Um, so it will bind up cortisol, your stress hormone, and it will bind up testosterone, which is why women don't have libido on it, which is probably how it actually causes a controlling <laughs> birth. Um, and then it also is going to bind up your thyroid hormone. So your thyroid could look kind of normal in the blood tests, but the thing is that most of it is bound up in this hormone called sex hormone binding globulin. And because of that, you're not actually getting the thyroid into your cells. So you're getting this experience of hypothyroidism, even though your labs look normal. So that one can be really insidious. Um, so, you know, women can definitely maybe look for other options if you're getting a lot of those symptoms we talked about in episode one. And then um, the fourth one is infections. So this one's more temporary, comes and goes. But if you have like a sinus infection or mono or you were in the hospital for something, if kind of your body feels like it's under a threat, then just like with stress or calorie restriction, it's going to downregulate that thyroid to protect you. Um, so this is something that is commonly seen in hospitals, but it can happen if you're just really under the weather when you're having that blood draw, you're going to look more hypothyroid. Um, or if you've been battling something for a long time, then your thyroid's going to be suboptimal. So if your thyroid is always showing up as not working too great um, and you have symptoms of kind of feeling like you're coming down with something for a long period, 
you might be battling a chronic viral infection or a chronic bacterial infection. Um, so that's something to be thinking about. The last one, the biggie, is autoimmunity. So oh boy. This is like the reason why 80 to 90% of people will have hypothyroidism hmm. is because their immune system is attacking their thyroid. And that is called autoimmune disease. And so the hypothyroid version of autoimmune disease is Hashimoto's. And I have Hashimoto's and you have Hashimoto's. I do. But yours is in remission. Hooray. <laughs> so mine was caught about 10 years after I, I, you know, started to really have the symptoms. Um, but yours was caught right away. That's good news. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, it's an interesting story. So, you know, I went to the, I went to the doctor. You know, I, we mentioned this a little bit in the last one, um, that, uh, you know, I went to the doctor and, and they ran all these panels and stuff like that. And, um, and, you know, my, my thyroid was going crazy. It was the, the antibodies were, were like way up there. Yeah. And they were like higher than yours ever were. Yeah. They were like over a thousand. Which is not good. It's really high. <laughs> it means my, my immune system was attacking my thyroid, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, you know, the doctor had basically said that like, well, here's a pill that you're just going to have to take. We'll wait for your thyroid to die. And then you'll take this pill for the rest of your life and supplement your hormone. So easy. Easy peasy. <laughs> and uh, so we weren't really satisfied with that answer. And so... Um, Let's just let your organ be killed and then all will be great. <laughs> yeah. So Katie did some research. I mean, you want to talk about Yeah. So then we put him on... Well, I put him on a <laughs> gluten-free ketogenic diet. Um, because we realized that some carbohydrates didn't work well with his gut and it's really important to heal the gut for autoimmune disease, which we'll talk about next episode. Um, and we did that for three months of no gluten, strict, no beer, which was hard for you. Terrible. (laughs) But you could make up for it in all the cheese that you wanted. Love cheese. Love cheese. Um, And sausage. And everything Um, else. On the weekends. And when we re-ran the panels three months later, all the antibodies were gone and his thyroid function was perfect. It was pretty amazing, I have to say. Yeah. It was it was pretty neat to see, you know, that direct effect of of making a lifestyle change and then seeing that. And that was like four years ago, and you've never had any symptoms of hypothyroidism since. That's right. And you've been one hundred percent gluten free for the last seven weeks. That is correct. Yep. So we won't talk about what you were in November and December. Listen, okay. <laughs> A little intermittent gluten here and there, <laughs> all in moderation. Progress, not perfection. That's correct. Well, hopefully you guys learned some things today and stay tuned for our final episode on how to treat hypothyroidism. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.